Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Also, follow us everywhere on social at DIY Money Podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to check out the video on YouTube. We've got some awesome bonus content there. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Hey, I think we have a lot of crossover from folks in the DIY Money world who who experiment with, uh, you know, the Robinhood apps and the um, uh, maybe not so much to go into the meme stock world or the Wall Street bets world, but maybe, you know, maybe, maybe uh, I, I feel like we had a flutter of activity on DIY Money during that time period that has since kind of waned a little bit. Here's why I'm saying that. There's a um, an allure right now by folks to venture into uh, some of the more defunct or very close to being defunct stocks that are, that are collateral damage from this uh, conflict that we're seeing within Ukraine, uh, the Russian invasion. Many of those stocks are, are Russian stocks or they're the Russian ETF. In fact, I read a report that call option buying, so options looking for upside movement on the ETF, the RSX, the Russian uh, stock exchange ETF, uh, is at all-time highs, meaning it, it's you know more than we've ever seen before, which tells you that people uh, are betting on uh, this this uh, surprise that this you know ETF or this market will bounce back considerably. Whether that's right or wrong, I want to caution our listeners that that is never a long-term sound investment plan. Uh, you know, I've now heard the horror stories of people who put a ton of money into Dogecoin, and they're now waiting for their money to get back to even. And I got a newsflash, that won't happen. I mean, it's not investment guidance or advice, but I don't think it'll ever happen. So again, the, the the difficulty is, you know, you you have to understand when you're doing things like that, you're literally gambling. And when you gamble uh, and, and the outcome ends up being bad, you can you can easily then assume that the whole market is that way. And I want to caution you from doing that, because if that ends up being the result that could have a negative impact on your outlook for long-term investing. And long-term investing is, you know, boring, it's stodgy, you're buying index funds or, or blue-chip companies in, in areas that you know, companies that you use every day, and sometimes it's going to go really well, and other times it's not going to go so well, uh, but it is a boring, stodgy affair, and it is for long-term appreciation, not these short-term, you know, YOLO-type events. So if you're out there trying those things, I want to caution you that you're playing with fire. Fire! 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 <laughs> Speaking of playing with fire... Fire. What? I've got the movie 300 on the mind. Why? Because this is our 300th episode. Boom! Seriously? All the That's awesome. 300. Hey, let, let's talk about our soon-to-be sponsor on the 300th episode. We got a very nice uh, letter from Ryan, Ryan Adair. Yeah. Uh, hopefully and we can use his first and last name. Or Oregon? From Oregon. Yeah. And Ryan owns a company, uh, a coffee company, Conquer Northwest Coffee. 
That's a cool name. It it's is aggressive. cool. Now, Northwest. admittedly, I'm going to be very candid. We just got the coffee in the mail. Literally, just opened the box. Open the box. Looks pretty good. Packaging Does. nice. And we we should have are... done a. Uh, we should have done an unboxing. We should have. <laughs> we already had a. Uh, office coffee pot brewed, so we haven't even tasted it yet. Yeah, so Ryan but sent us coming. Ryan sent us a bag of his brew, uh, of his coffee company, and we're gonna try it. We'll come back. We'll tell you what it's like. Uh, if we never come back and talk about it, you know it wasn't great. But I'm ass- I'm assuming. I mean, you know, the, it smells delicious. It smells delicious. It it looks the packaging looks good, and uh, I'm assuming it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic and. Uh, and Ryan, I'm just telling you right now, we're 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 gonna we're gonna cut an affiliate deal. We've never done an affiliate deal. We get how many times a week do we get hit with opportunities for? Oh my goodness, you it's true. God knows what. I mean, not enough coffee comes my way. No, I'd be not enough okay coffee. if you roast coffee out there. Send it in. I'll drink it. Seriously, now we're gonna get bags and bags of coffee. No, it better first not be mover advantage. First mover advantage. Ryan, Ryan's I'm not saying the they door. can. They're gonna get a shout out. I'm just saying like I'll. Okay. Well, anyways, we, we're we're gonna pretty soon become sponsored by uh, Conquer Northwest Coffee, and uh, we'll tell you where to get that in the promo code for DIY Money to get your discount on that. Uh, so, Ryan, let's talk about that business wise. Brazil and Peru blend. I love it. Wow. I wonder Notes if of he's dark chocolate and getting, all this. Uh, I wonder if he's having any supply chain issues right I don't now. Know. I've heard like, that's an issue. Seems like everybody is. All right. Can we get back to the show? Yeah. Three hundred. Episode three hundred, absolutely amazing. What do you want to? You want to come back with your shield or on it? Huh? That's what they say in the movie Three Hundred. Oh my gosh! <laughs> come back with, with your, your shield or, or on it? On it, got it. Yeah. Well, we're episode three hundred. I don't know. I don't. I don't celebrate milestones too great. Let's just move on. I celebrate every twenty. Like, <laughs> all right. Uh, we got a great question today for episode three hundred. Uh, from who? Matt, Matt, did you even know you were going to be our 300th caller? Probably not. You don't get anything special other than a $25 Amazon gift card. So, Matt, you got a question, though, for us. What do you got? D-I-Y! Hey, guys. This is Matt calling from Mississippi. My question is, um, what's your thoughts or opinions on some of these real estate uh, crowdfunding-type platforms, such as Fundrise or Realty Mogul? Um, As someone who kind of wants to have real estate as part of that portfolio, but really don't have the background or the time to, um, you know, invest and, and manage something like that. Using one of these crowdfunded sources, do you think that's a, a good idea, a bad idea, or just what are your general thoughts? Man, keep up the show, guys. Uh, love the content y'all are producing. Thanks. Bye. Matt from Mississippi. I like that. Now, I'm going to be, ad- I'm going to admit, and uh, I did a little due diligence, I I don't know too much about this, so I'm going to kind of take a back seat and let Daniel talk about this from his his perspective. Uh, he's got a lot more knowledge in this area than I do. So, Daniel, what do you got? Yeah, I've looked at these platforms multiple times. Um, Fundrise is not the only one. There's some other various ones out there. They're all structured very differently. Well, I shouldn't say they're all structured very differently. They all have their own nuances that you really have to understand. And so uh, I would start by saying one of the premises on our show has always been uh, know what you own and why. Uh, whether that's an S&P 500 index fund, whether it's a total all-world stock index fund, whether it's a bond fund, whether you have cash in the bank, CDs, whatever, know what you own, know why, know what the goal and the purpose of it is, how it fits into your financial plan, but know what you own and why. 
And so I would say uh, first step, whether you're looking at this particular platform, and you called out the name Fundrise, so we'll pick on them a little bit. We don't, we're not recommending one versus the other or anything, but you you kind of wanted to know insights on this one. So what I would do is if you were uh, looking to invest, they have various different, you know, uh, I don't know what they specifically call them, portfolios or REITs or whatever that you can invest in. Uh, For each of them, there is an offering document. That offering document is approximately 150 to 170 pages long. But if you are going to be an astute investor and understand what it is you're putting your money in, uh, and hopefully, you know, it's hopefully you're, uh, you know, starting with a good basis. You putting in what a thousand, five thousand, ten thousand. You know, you know, you're investing in property, so you're not just chucking ten uh, or hundred bucks or something into something like this. You're, you're you're investing good money. I would say actually read through that document. Uh, sure, it's not the most uh, intriguing reading in the world. Uh, it's 150 ish some pages, but it's going to tell you how how this particular investment is structured. What's the particular fees? They're actually going to go through all the risks on that. They're going to go through uh, whether or not the funds are liquid, which, uh, by the way, in something like this, usually not, um, and various different other elements that can help you understand what it is you're owning and help you understand why you might want to or not want to own that. Generally speaking, if you are not willing on a more niche investment product like this to actually read some of those details before you invest, I would just stay out of it, uh, point blank. Now, what is, for those listening, we, so you, you've done that, you've read all the documents, et cetera, and you're like, I actually think that this is a, maybe a worthwhile part of my financial plan. I've got a employer... Um, retirement fund that I've, you know, I'm maxing out, I'm putting money in that. I got a taxable investing account and I've, you know, I'm investing in index funds and things like that. And I want to diversify and I want to get some non-correlated returns and other fancy sort of words in an investment speak. Uh, Why not throw some money at this and try it out? By all means, go for it. Let your freak flag fly. If it fits into your plan and if it's a small piece of your plan and you want to have something uncorrelated and you want to diversify, et cetera, but understand kind of what it is. So you are investing not in real estate per se, like you're not buying a single family rental, owning a piece of real estate, and then having that, you know, sort of hard, tangible good that then you can generate income on. You are owning a company that manages real estate. So um, from what I could tell from the offering documents, I don't believe that if Fundrise were to completely fold, that you own the actual physical you know, property, like, like you can lay claim to the physical property. From my understanding, it's probably more like an LLC that you own. So you own shares in this particular company, this particular company then has assets, make money off that assets, uh, etc. Um, it's also pretty illiquid. Now, if you go buy a real estate investment trust in, you know, that's listed on the New York Stock Exchange, something like that, or, or you buy an ETF that holds a bunch of those real estate investment trusts, they're very similar, except they trade on a day-to-day basis. So they have a market price. Uh, they might have a premium over their portfolio, various things like that. Uh, but you can hit a button and sell those at any time. So you're, you're going to get a lower yield. You're going to see more fluctuations in price because you get a price quote every minute of the day. Uh, but you can hit a button and get your money back at any time. With something like you're looking at getting into, one of the reasons that it can potentially offer different returns or the reason that it potentially looks like it has very limited downside is because you don't have quotes every minute. Uh, two, you don't have liquidity 
uh, on any given day. In fact, uh, it's usually monthly or quarterly liquidity. And if you read that offering document very carefully, you'll see that, for instance, during the pandemic, they shut off redemptions and distributions, uh, meaning that you could not get your money out during certain periods of time. Which is okay because if you're putting money into this, it shouldn't be the bulk of your investments, right? Uh, And it's not all that different than if you, say, were to buy a rental property in town and rent that out. You have no expectation that you could turn around the next day uh, and sell that for what you put into it. You you could probably sell it uh, in short time, but you might have to take a significant hit on it. So those are just some things to consider. Uh, I would say the point at which you're going out of publicly listed available securities. Oh, this is where Quint will have to chime in at some point. The point at which you're kind of going out what you could just buy in your standard retirement or brokerage account, you have to have a pretty good reason. Either your net worth has become sort of cumbersome that you need some non-correlating assets. Um, you enjoy real estate, so you actually want to manage it yourself. You you have insight and aptitude in there. But like, I'm struggling to figure out why you would want to go beyond standard what you could buy publicly in a liquid fashion with really good reporting and branch out other than, hey, I want to experiment. My guess is same reason uh, people do these horse syndicate online things. Um, horse you know, syndicate online things? Yeah, there's ability, you know, horse racing or okay. horse racer, own a horse or whatever it is, own a racehorse.com or something like that. Uh, where people can invest a small amount of money and and participate in you know a horse mm-hmm. and and so you know it's it's the it and from my also understanding and this is not backed by anything other than just what I've heard is that nobody has ever made any money in that even even in the ones where uh, they they had like a, a you know a massive winner like a mm-hmm. derby win or something like that they they ultimately didn't haven't made made money now again somebody could be like no Quinn I, that's not true I've made money I I'm just telling you what I've heard so mm-hmm. or what I've read uh, through probably unofficial sources so there you go for what it's worth but I would imagine there's that there's that appeal I see I see in my social media feed all the time people you know trying to uh, raise money in a public format for you know office buildings or you know apartment complexes or whatever and and the two things i always think of when i see that is a why do they need to solicit me somebody who they don't know you know to try to do this project that that means that conventional methods are not available to them i can tell you right now that the the commercial developers or the or the real estate investors that I know that are doing deals. Um, oh, by the way, right now they're big net sellers. First of all, but but the ones that are doing deals, they never have to go out of their circle of investors, which they typically have had for a very long time, to seek capital. Um, and so I always that's the first thing I always think of is why why are they publicly doing this? You know what what's the deal there? And the second thing I always think of is. Why would I ever do this? Like, I mean, I just, just as you said, I, I feel like I have enough exposure to diversified assets in my own portfolio. I never feel the need to do that. I think what ultimately my, my guess is, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, Matt, you, you really want to get involved in real estate, right? So you, somehow you want to be involved in real estate as an, a landowner or a landlord, sorry, or you want to own a duplex, live on one side, has, house hack, whatever it is. Set your goal for that and do that. Like, and if it takes you five years to develop the capital base to, to do that, that's fine. Uh, I would I would not try to shortcut that process. If you ultimately want to be a landlord and you want to be a real estate investor or developer, you know, 
start your network of people around you. Learn who they are. There's people in your area that are doing exactly what you want to do. Get to know them. Get to meet them. Know what they do, how they do it, where they started from, etc. And I think you, you will find very quickly that uh, you can eventually do this yourself. You don't need to venture into some syndicate, whether it's an online you know, platform or it's just some random syndicate that you find um, or anything else that you can do this yourself eventually. And I would not, I would not shortcut it, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't take anything other than what, what it is that you really, really want to do yourself. What they're trying to do is they're trying to attract your money that would otherwise be in, say, stock markets or your bank account or et cetera, and provide you this great investment opportunity. We've seen that with peer-to-peer lending. We've seen that with um, these illiquid REITs, things like that. Uh, So when you go to their website, understand that most of what you're reading is marketing documents on the front end, right? So the actual places that you click around on the website, sure, they'll have FAQ, help, et cetera, but most of that is the sales pitch. Something just came across my desk. It is perhaps the best thing I've seen in the last six months. If you have 60 seconds, I'd like to share the idea with you. You Got a minute? If you don't ever dive into the actual documents, the offering documents, a prospectus, whatever it is, uh, you will miss out on most of the important things like risks, fees, et cetera. Because the the sort of the front of house look is all all going to be how great this could potentially be for you, uh, and it it doesn't have to be um, necessarily suitable for you. It doesn't have to be. They're not a fiduciary, so they're not worried about your best interest. They're just trying to say, hey, this is a great place to put your money. If you choose to do it, great for you. We assume you've done the homework. Here's the 150 page document that's considered to be your homework. So just keep that in mind. There, you know, the the onus is on you to know and understand what you own, and why you own it. Okay, excellent. Uh, Great question. Uh, Hopefully you found some some insight into that, Matt. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.